we pray for them. We pray for them that the Lord would use this opportunity for them to grow in the gospel knowledge together. That perhaps people and families going away together. That husbands and wives, that children, that family they haven't seen a lot of their friends. That they would be able to share the love of Jesus with them. It's not an opportunity to rest from God and be in rest from the world. But God always gives us opportunities to share the love of Jesus every moment of our lives. So even for you today who are here during Memorial Day weekend, opportunities to rest, yes, perhaps, but opportunities to share the goodness of God with one another. Lord, the rest that our body have right now for this weekend, not having to go to work on Monday, one day, Lord God, we will have that eternal rest in Christ. One day, our work will be joyful. One day, we will truly do everything for your glory. One day, our bitterness and complaining about work and everything will be gone. One day, we will be whole. So even during this weekend, don't forget the Lord and his goodness. Don't forget what he has done for you and he continues to do for all. So praise be to God for each day that He's bestowed upon us. Praise be to God that He has put us in the midst of people to minister to and to be ministered by. We are here to worship our God today. In our scripture reading today, we continue on our series on Psalm 19. And we see the heart of the psalmist and his love for God's word. And this love for God's word, I pray with all my heart and all my being that all of you would experience and understand that same love as well. Because it's in God's word that we find God. It's in God's word that our affections and our emotions must move towards. It's in God's word that we're shaped to understand who God is. And in fact, if you have trouble understanding God's word, if you find passages that are so challenging to you, that's good. We don't want scripture to be so easy to understand. We don't want the scripture to be, be so familiar to us that it ceases to be God's word. This is a transcendent word of God. It should challenge us. It should be difficult. It should at times be nonsensical to us because we're struggling to know what God says. But for many of us here, we, we don't have that relationship with God's Word. We don't have that relationship with Scripture. In fact, we, we read Scripture, our emotions are sort of a distant, a distance away from it. Perhaps we read it with our minds. Perhaps we read it with a self-centered agenda. But we don't read God's word simply as God revealing himself. And we don't read it with the knowledge that God is going to reveal himself to us. No matter what circumstance or what pains we have in our lives, that simply knowing God is more than enough. You know, if I were to tell you today that I have a friend who knows, let's pick a famous person, uh, who knows Barack Obama? People still like Barack Obama. 
I said, let me tell you, my friend, my friend um, James, he knows Barack Obama. He said, I talk to him all the time. He tells me everything about Barack Obama. And I get excited. I'm like, wow, I know someone who knows someone famous. And I get from James his perspective of who this person is, and I'm just enthralled by that. In fact, through that, I feel like I know Obama really well. You know, James goes to picnics with him, and goes, you know, he does all these wonderful things with him, and I'm like, wow, this is, this is wonderful. And I start telling people, listen, I know someone who knows Barack Obama. You wouldn't be impressed. In fact, you would think that my knowledge of Barack Obama is really weak and actually kind of sad. That I feel like I know someone just because I know someone who actually knows him. We do that as Christians with our God in many ways. You see, we think that if we listen to perhaps our favorite Preacher. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it'll be Tim Keller. Perhaps if we read Christian books, perhaps if we just come Sunday and just listen to Pastor Young preach every Sunday, that just hearing someone who knows God is enough. And therefore, because I know someone who knows God, that I know God. But that's not the way Scripture works. And that's not the way our relationship with God should work. And in fact, if, if that's the way you have been living, I want you to look at yourself and, and open your eyes. You've been fooled. The person who knows God is the person who knows Scripture. It's a person who reads Scripture and encounters God word by word in his own life. Not reading someone who has read scripture, not hearing someone teaching on scripture, but someone who's face to face with God as he reads the word of God and exposes himself or herself to God and his glory. That's the person who knows God. That's the person who says, I met God face to face. And that's the person who you talk with him or her. They, they speak with scripture in their hearts. They speak with God's presence in their hearts. And you look at them and you go, you know God. Instead of looking at someone and say, oh, you know about, you know theology. Or, oh, you know Tim Keller. Oh, you know Reformed theology. Nothing else in Psalm 119 that teaches you that without the Christian reading scripture and enjoying the scripture, you do have to question yourself do I know God? I don't say all this thing, all these things to shame you, I say these things to encourage you because you're missing out of what God wants to give himself to you. Do you really want to be that person like, 
me who said, oh, I know someone who knows Barack Obama and just gloats about that? <laughs> Don't be that person. <laughs> you know people like that. I know people like that. I know, I know someone who knows someone who knows some famous Korean actor, actress like, that's great. <laughs> Good for you. I know God. I've encountered God. His word tells me who he is. And I enjoy reading it. And I enjoy him revealing himself to me. But I enjoy knowing that, that no matter where I am in my faith or my walk, no matter where I am in my understanding of, of, of scripture itself, that I keep reading, God is faithful to me. So know your God and rejoice in him. In this passage today, you can see the, the emotional attachment that, the, that the, 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 the psalmist has with God's word. He says, with my whole heart I cry, answer me, O Lord. I will keep your statutes. Here in Psalm 119, in this particular passage, you see the psalmist connecting with the Lord. Not simply with his mind, but with his heart. There's something going on in his life that, that, that pushes him to go before the Lord in urgent prayer and to cry out with his whole heart to the Lord. There is this intimacy and connection with God that we as people will not understand if we don't read God's word and understand it. But a sign or a, of a mark of a Christian who knows God is one who has an emotional attachment to the Lord and His Word. And it truly cries out to the Lord from the deepest recesses of their hearts. My question for all of you today is when is the last time that you went in urgent prayer to the Lord? I'm not talking just, you know what, i got to pray today. Here's a list of things to pray for. And sort of have a nice little talk with the Lord. Nice little discussion with God. Uh, let's, let's meet together. We've got to meet together. Let's have a little discussion. Uh, you and me, let's have some coffee. Let's talk. The, the psalmist here is describing someone who is in desperate need. Instead of turning to other things, turns directly to God. Prayer and agony lifts up his voice. For us as God's people, this should be an ordinary thing in our lives, not an extraordinary thing. For us, this should not be something that happens every once in a while, but something that happens pretty often in our lives. In Romans 8, you know, when Jesus says, We cry out, Abba, Father. The song that, the, that Paul is saying that our cries to Abba, Father, is not one of the little kid. Just, you know, Dad, Dad. Pa, 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 pa. But it's a cry 
That is visceral. Dad, Father, and to cry from the deepest recesses of who we are. But this is the psalmist expressing himself. And this is a good way for us to express ourselves. But the question is, is what type of cry is this? What is it that the psalmist is, is so upset about? What is it that the psalmist is, is, is so um, is wrenching his heart about to the Lord? What is it that makes him get on his knees and, and truly, truly um, expose himself, herself? You know, I remember uh, when I was in college, my, my uh, I guess my staff worker, my disciple, uh, he was sharing something with me. And, and I was probably like 20, 21, and he was, he was crying out to the Lord and he allowed me to be with him as he was doing it, and, and uh, he was in anguish and praying. He allowed me to pray with him, and, and I was terrified. I was terrified. But I was terrified because I never understood how someone would be so close to the Lord. And as he was praying, I remember him thinking that Justin has that, that shirt. I said, like, a shirt like that, I'll have to eat. He literally just poured it because he was praying to the Lord. That frightened me even more. But I had a last impression on me. Because he wasn't doing just in frustration. He wasn't yelling out to the room. He wasn't looking for me to, to say, oh, it's okay. But I was sitting next to him, and he was crying out to the I see that in the life of the world. 
And my heart breaks. Because your glory in your name is not affixed to everyone's tongue, let alone mine. It is there that we struggle and we wrestle. It is there that our cries are heard. It is there that we pray.
answer this. But he doesn't answer you simply with, you know, people like to say God answers your yes, no, or, or wait. Okay? That will answer your prayer. Either yes, no, or wait. Okay? I'm here to tell you that I don't care. Well, I say this strongly just for you to make that, for you to understand. I don't care if the answer is yes, no, or wait. I don't care. Because I know that the way he'll answer is this. I will be present. I will be present. And no matter how I answer, my answer is I'm here with you. And God's presence in our lives allows us to fight through whatever is happening. The question for us is, is the root issue that we've sinned against God and that God's presence has left us and we have no peace and we have no joy? If that's what you cry out to the Lord, then, then, then be, be encouraged because God will answer that. And God will be present in your life. And God will show himself in your life. And that will allow you to deal with all the things that are happening in your life in a way that's honorable to Him. I'm not saying this will be easy. I'm not going to say that we struggle for I am saying that God will be with you. And that will be more than enough for all of us. And in the will of the person who does what? If God is truly is the one who is present in my life, and God truly is the answer to all the things that are wrong. And if all the answers are, as we said in the beginning, found in Scripture, God's character, God's love, God's mercy, God's judgment. Then I will say what the, what the psalmist say here, says here, I will keep your statutes. I will call to you, save me. Why? That I may observe your testimony. Verse 151, but you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are true. Long have I known from your testimonies that you have founded them forever. Follow the laws of the Lord becomes a delight to all of us. Reading God's word becomes a delight to all of us. Knowing God through his words becomes a delight to you and to When is the last time we cried out to the Lord for the sins of our hearts and the brokenness of the world? When is the last time we've been truly comforted by the fact that if I do so, God will be present just like that? When is the last time that we truly, after experiencing God's presence like that in such a manner, our hearts turn to Scripture. And our desire is to know it, to follow it, and to obey it. That is the heart of a believer. That is the heart of someone who knows God. That is the heart of someone who could be a peacemaker. That is the heart of someone who can 
truly show God's love. That is the heart that God has given to us. Some practical things. First, pray through Scripture. Pray. During the summer months, I'm going to be challenging all of you to read the Gospels. I mean, the, the, the Holy Testament in three months. Just read and pray through them. Pray through the stories. Whatever God puts in your heart and your mind as you read those, pray to the Lord in thanksgiving. Meditate on God's word and see what he's showing you. Don't just read scripture, but as you meditate and you think through them, let the Lord speak to you. In my many years um, ministering to many of you here, I've always told you that my greatest joy as a pastor is when you come to me and you ask me questions about what you can read in the Bible. That's my greatest joy. And I know some of you have done that, and some of you think you're in a position to be. I'm like, no. Now, I don't mind if it's like head knowledge type stuff that you want to know about. I don't mind that. But I really enjoy it. like, Lord, God's been really challenging with this verse. Is this what this verse really means? Do I really need to do X, Y, and Z? Do I really need to refrain from A, B, and Z? Is this who God really is? I love questions like that. I love people talking about things like that. Because you're reading God, talking about the God that you know. Pray and meditate through Scripture. Put aside those books for now, perhaps. Put aside listening to other sermons, perhaps. Just read the Bible. And let God speak to you. There is no magic formula. There's no such thing as, okay, Pastor John, let's have this wonderful Bible study and let teach me A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I can do that. I can teach you the basics. But your encounter with Scripture and God is something the Holy Spirit gives you. God is kind enough to speak to you according to what you need. May there be revival in this church of people reading God's word. May there be revival in this church of people sharing God's word. May there be revival of people coming to Christ with their sins and repenting in God's word. Second of all, The one who you get a good work in you will complete. Understand that in, in your walk with the Lord, there's going to be times where you, you feel dry. And this passage says, cry out to the Lord, and you're like, I haven't done that for a while, Pastor I haven't really seen my sins in a while, Pastor I've been too busy just wallowing in self pity. I've been too busy just thinking about just my life and how terrible it is sometimes. I've been just too busy with work or other things. If you hear what the Word of God is saying here, know that God will bring you back. Perhaps today at this moment. Repent. 
to the Word today. Read His Word again. Be strengthened by God again. I encourage all of you. The Word of God has never failed and will never fail. So may our hearts Thank you.